NFL fans, are you hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, min $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome in. This is the Monday Night Football Edition of the PFF Betting Podcast, and it has been a wild week nine, to say the least. We are doing this at halftime uh, of the Sunday Night Football matchup. Currently, the Titans lead 21-3, and it has been a underdog day in the NFL. Lots of teams winning outright. Uh, a couple, you know, over two touchdown underdogs winning outright in the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, so it has been, you know, a time to be backing the dogs. So we have, uh, you know, showdown specialist Kevin Cole with us like we always do on Monday. But Kevin, I got to get your thoughts, takeaways, opinions on what we saw so far here in week nine. I know there's this uh, kind of chaos has reigned supreme. Is there any, you know, immediate takeaways that you have from what we saw so far in week nine? Yeah, I mean, I think it's good for the buccaneers and tom brady mvp chances for the fact that they just had mm-hmm. a bye this week so having a bye is a good thing for for, for a top right, team right definitely week. unfortunately if you were a team like the lions and you had a bye uh didn't get to you know uh you know live up to you know what the other teams did so maybe you're probably not gonna end up getting that first win of the season but we will see but I know you touched on it a little bit Tom Brady MVP we are watching Matthew Stafford kind of have a meltdown basically um, you know in a primetime matchup pick six another really poor decision comparable to what we saw with Carson Wentz last week so uh, I do think Matthew Stafford was probably the front runner for the MVP candidacy do you have Tom Brady basically as you know your odds on favor right now and how would you kind of evaluate some of the uh, options that people are looking to kind of bet on any of that market yeah, again, I think that Brady benefited by not not playing <laughs> by not playing this week because believe it or not, um I I think Josh Allen was the MVP favorite coming into this week and I didn't didn't really understand it beyond the QB wins right. sort of phenomenon or the expectation that he was going to turn things around. I mean, I don't know if he really has the juice to make another push this year, but I guess Aaron Rodgers could have benefited by not being there. Although you never know with his, uh, his newfound, uh, <laughs> Habits. his newfound, uh, character of being, you know, a Joe Rogan sidekick and against the woke right. media mob that might not help him in, in the voting. 
in the voting right. this year. So that could take him down. But even someone like Kyler Murray, hey, we don't even need exactly. Kyler Murray anymore. You know, you just play Colt McCoy. You Colt McCoy is just as good as, as Kyler Murray. So yeah, it was a, it was a bad time for everyone except for the one guy near the top who didn't play, and that's uh, Tom Brady. I guess Justin Herbert had a good game, but he right. had kind of fallen off in the in the MVP race. Yeah, definitely. And I think maybe some of the expectation was with the Buffalo Bills is they would start to put it together. They have you know twenty eighth yeah. overall strength of schedule. You know, like the fifth easiest strength of schedule um, going into this week for the rest of the season. So maybe people people expected you know Josh Allen to kind of be able to turn it on in the latter half of the season, win the number one seed. Uh, that looks like it's probably not going to happen. I do think he has quite a bit of ground to make up after their you know stunning loss to Jacksonville this weekend but I agree with you so another guy that I liked a couple weeks ago I talked about it on Beeson Ryan Tannehill at 101 this was pre Derrick Henry injury he has moved up I think he was like 60 to 1 last week Uh, you know this is kind of you know it hasn't always it hasn't been basically him on Sunday night football. It has been really, you know, a lot of like the defense poor decision making from Matthew Stafford for why this team is in front. But do you think he's worth a flyer, especially if you believe that the Titans might be, you know, the number one overall team in the AFC right now, which is kind of crazy to say as well? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you're right that he's not going to have any sort of split vote situation with Derrick Henry. I mean, it's unlikely that they'll continue to play as well as a team as we've seen over these last number of weeks, but they have a pretty soft schedule down the stretch. They play the Texans a couple of times. They play the Dolphins. They play some other pretty easy teams. They're a shoe-in, I would say, almost to at this point to win the division. Yeah. So yeah, I like that. Um, I would not put any MVP bets on Adrian Peterson because right. the guy looks super dusty. Like a strong wind is going to knock this guy over. But if you're like me and you added um, Dante Foreman to your bench, uh, I'm feeling good about the potential for maybe him to take over down the stretch. Yeah, and I think Jeremy, Jeremy McNichols looks pretty good you know, two. So I, I feel like, you know, yeah. Adrian Peterson probably wasn't uh, the answer for that backfield, but I do agree with you. And and plus, I, if you're 36 years old, you shouldn't be able to wear the single digit. Right, that's just, so I mean, I'm putting past, that in. I'm putting that in. <laughs> like he's trying to fool somebody. Right. That you're the, like, Oh, like who's that young guy? And then he gets the ball and it's like, he, oh. he's, yeah, he's like grandpa getting pushed on his Walker back. Exactly. I, I totally agree with you. It's such a boomer play to try and like, take advantage of those like single digit numbers when you're 36 years old i just can't we can't stand for that really i just no i I cannot stand for that yeah i don't like these guys you're like very well established with certain numbers and then they come in and they just decided to skip over to the single digits but anyway i'm gonna i'm I'm a boomer myself so i guess i'm just on a boomer rant here (laughs) boomer rant it's it's what we live for on the pff betting podcast but we will see let's switch gears just a little bit i know uh it's not the best Monday night football matchup. In fact, it might be uh, one of the worst if you actually like offenses. 39-point total in the Chicago Bears-Pittsburgh Steelers game. uh, Tied for the lowest total of the season, but it is a primetime matchup. We have seen the Steelers kind of move out to seven-point favorites. Uh, I know where Green Line leans on both the spread and total, but I want to get your thoughts on how you're kind of approaching this from a betting perspective. Yeah, I I mean, I I do some of my own modeling and, and numbers, and you know the numbers say to go with the Bears here. Yeah. Um, this maybe this this should be a little bit you know more like a four and a half sort of spread. The problem is it also said that against the Bucks for my for my numbers right. with the Bears played against the Bucks, and not that I see, think the same thing can happen, but I think a similar thing can happen. I mean. Justin Fields has not been great when he's been on the road. He has to diagnose blitz or gets a lot of pressure. We saw when he was in. Uh, Cleveland what happened we saw that he was in Tampa Bay what happened and so the the floor 
is, you know, 10 feet under the ground for this offense when things aren't going well. So that would be my concern, although I think the Steelers' offense – is real has really been so poor this year that it doesn't surprise me the total is so low. Right. Yeah. Definitely. I agree with you. I do think, um, you know, especially with the low total, uh, just from the fact that if you don't really expect a ton of points to be scored, it's really hard to see the Steelers covering, you know, a touchdown differential right now. So that's maybe yeah. the reason why I lean towards the Chicago Bears. But I agree with you. Justin Fields hasn't necessarily done anything through the air that uh, makes me really gravitate in their direction. But I do still think uh, they probably are the only playable side. I do also think that you know if you do back um, you know Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears, you might be taking on you know the better quarterback situation. That's something that we obviously like to do uh, when we're betting. Justin Fields, fifty-five point seven PFF passing grade. Ben Roethlisberger, fifty-seven point four. So uh, yeah. Fields in you his short career, the, uh, you can have the twenty-eighth best quarterback instead right. of the thirtieth best yeah. quarterback. <laughs> which, which I mean, when you're grinding out these edges, sometimes right. it's the only things that matter, right? So yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. I I agree with you. So it'll be uh. Uh, you know, kind of interesting how this matchup kind of plays out. Uh, what are you seeing, you know, from a props perspective? Is there anything that jumps out to you as far as how you expect uh, the usage and utilization to go for some of these teams that you think there's probably some spots that are uh, potential betting value opportunities? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the guy who's just been a volume monster, but not necessarily an efficiency monster, has been... Najee Harris. Um, yeah. good. That was the reason that I picked him over in the offseason for my rookie of the year pick when it was about at 15 to 1. I mean, the odds have gotten a little bit better on that, but it's been hard with Jamar Chase uh, dominating things, although yeah. although things didn't go so well for, for him so far this year. So if you look at Harris, I mean, we do have him projected to go over the number of carries where he's at 19 and a half. It's a lot of carries, though. Um, in a type of game where it's a grinded out game where, where they're going to be able to do that going forward. So I think that's somewhat interesting. We also have him slightly over on his rushing receiving yard combination. Yep. So the, the Pittsburgh Steelers have really flipped over to being a run heavy team, especially the last few weeks, whereas they were pretty consistently with Big Ben uh, the few the years when he was playing beforehand, the last few years before him as being a very pass-heavy team. So maybe they'll continue to lean into that. And if the defense can play the way they want to, um, it could go in that direction. So I'm not against that. And then as far as things that may go under, I mean, we have the Justin Fields pass TD under, and then we have, a, we have some receptions under for Cole Komet and also uh, carries under for Fields, which is a little bit interesting to me because he did carry the ball, I think it was eight or nine times, ten, maybe it was ten times even last week. Um, a lot, But not a lot of those were design runs. A lot of them were scrambles, so maybe he won't be have a chance to scramble as much this week. Right now, you can get 25% off any PFF subscription if you use code betting pod grades and data are live for every single player who logged a snap last week you can go check out the highest graded players from week nine and look to find early value on spread picks and player props for week 10 what all do you get with a pff subscription all of pff's locked article content pff's nfl and college football betting dashboards are grade power projections cover probabilities and betting values zero to 100 grades of every single player including the top rookies on every team we got our player props tool which shows plus minus value for every nfl prop best bets tool shows you the best values for every single play we got our dfs optimizer uh ownership projections and so much more support the pod and use promo code betting pod for 25 percent off any subscription 
Yeah, definitely. And I and I agree. A lot of a lot of his attempts last week were on a scramble, so maybe the actual design rushing attempts aren't going to come in. But uh, we could see him potentially escape the pocket on some of those routes or, or on some of those pass plays uh, yeah. to potentially kind of get through. But I'm wondering, basically, the only real value that we show on overs uh, are these Marquise Goodwin, uh, you know, over receiving yards, over receptions. What do you make of that, right? Do you think he's going to be, you know, somewhat involved here? I know he's basically, um, you know, been right at, you know, right around 43% uh, snaps played, 40% of the routes run sort of situation in the last couple of weeks. So uh, do you think he's a guy that you can maybe take a little bit of a flyer on as a little more under the radar uh, play from a props perspective? Yeah, I think so. I mean, everyone is kind of on Mooney as being the number one option there. Right. Uh, Robinson still has a little bit of that name recognition, that name cachet, despite the, the fact that he hasn't had much pro, uh, production. If you look at Marquise Goodwin, I mean, last week he ran about 40% of the routes. He had about an 11% target share, which isn't a lot, but they need to start utilizing some of these options, especially Goodwin being that down-the-field stretcher, right. uh, world-class sprinter type that he is. And that's a good place, I think, for fields when running play action could target him down there. So maybe it won't be volume for him, but if you're looking to hit a particular number as far as his receiving yards, that could be something that you could accomplish on one catch down the field. Yeah, very quickly. I do like that. I do think the I do think the receiving yards is a much better play than his over 1.5 reception. So I'll agree with you. Basically, last question on the props. We have, you know, a little bit of a fade of the tight ends happening here on Monday night. Cole Clement under 2.5 receptions plus price. Pat Freermuth, uh under 3.5 receptions minus 120. One of those two, if you were only choosing one, what one would you rather be betting? Yeah, I think it's going to be under for Comet for the fact that he's just in an offense that I'm a little bit more skeptical of. Uh, yeah, I don't really know that much about Fryermuth, whether or not he's he's going to continue what we saw last week. I believe Ebron is out again, so yep. that was a big one there. And, you know, if you're talking about Big Ben, Big Ben loves to throw like four yard, four air yard pass. Right, <laughs> so right, right. that tight end is going to occupy that space a little bit more uh, than what you're going to want to do with Justin Fields, despite the fact that he had some decent connections with Cole Komet last week. So I, I think I would fade Komet before Fryermuth in this one. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Fryermuth, 80% snaps played last week, 65% of the routes were on, had a 19.4% target share. So definitely think if you're fading one of these tight ends, go with Cole Komet. But let's switch gears. We got DFS showdown happening on DraftKings. Make sure you check out Kevin's uh, great showdown article, getting the people prepped to win some of those GPP contests. But um, I got to ask you, is this, you know, obviously low total. Do you expect the defenses uh, to be a really popular selection, especially in the flex position uh, for this showdown slate here on Monday night? Yeah, I think they'll be pretty popular. In particular, the Steelers defense. And in fact, the... Um I don't. I don't love it necessarily as a, a captain selection here. I think I'd rather play them in the flex spots, but they are popping. I mean, it, it, both the Bears and the Steelers defense are popping as being pretty decent options in in the flex spot. So I think that's one way that you can go there. And then when it comes to the captain spot. I mean, if you can stomach going for someone like Allen Robinson, he could be interesting as a lower owned guy. And then our our Marquise Goodwin, who we mentioned earlier, right. is actually showing up here too. Now, 
this is like a one out of a hundred sort of event, and you're going to be betting on that, assuming that the crowd is going with a one out of 200 type of event. Right. So it's not something, even though you have value there, it's not necessarily a value pick that's going to hit very often. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you. But I don't I don't mind the flyer play, right? Because I do think Marquise Goodwin, like you said, easily could pay off his salary. How are you handling uh, the Bears' backfield situation? Obviously, we're it's expected that David Montgomery is back. Really good chance that he plays. Obviously, you know, Khalil Herbert not going to be involved really as much as he was before. Definitely not going to be seeing any Damian Williams. So do you think David Montgomery could be just a little bit uh, under-rostered here in Showdown? Or is it a spot where you're basically just avoiding anything related to the Bears' offense as much as you can? Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's possible for him to be slightly under-rostered. I mean, we'll see what the announcements are. I mean, I have it as close to a, a split as possible, um, leaning towards Montgomery on here. I think Herbert is earned um, some share here. Right. And when you consider the fact that Williams is out, they're not necessarily going to want Montgomery to get re-injured. I think they could split it down. I mean, the rookie has been very, very solid for them. Um, and has played well in tough conditions, like even against the Tampa Bay Bucks, uh, Herbert had a pretty good game there. So I have it as pretty close to 50-50 split, but because of that, neither one of them really looks like a value since neither are projected to be very involved in the receiving game, and this is a PPR format. And, of course, if you're a, if you're a big underdog, you're not necessarily uh, projected to have a lot of touches or touchdowns in this type of matchup. Right, definitely. I agree with you. I agree with you. So, so if we're going with... With one captain position, I know you mentioned a little bit earlier, who are you most confident in in that spot? I mean, the numbers that I have here are most confident for Allen Robinson only because his number for how often he's going to be rostered is just really, really low Right. Um, at this point because you're going to have everyone's going to be on Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, uh, Chase Claypool, and so on before these other guys. And so you're going to have a wide receiver one who's going to be very, very low uh, number there that you have to beat in order to get some value. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you. Well, if I mean, it's going to be an ugly matchup anyway, yeah. so you might as well make it a little uglier, throw Allen Robinson into that <laughs> captain position. Uh, it could pay off. You know, obviously it's not going to happen every single time, but uh, you're trying to play the percentages, play the odds here a little bit on the showdown slate. So I don't hate that play. I think there's going to be uh, some interesting things happening here on Monday night. I expect the game to maybe go over even. So uh, maybe there'll be just a little bit of uptick in scoring. Maybe that's the spot where you maybe even want to fade the defenses. We'll see. But make sure you check out Kevin's uh, showdown article. You're going to get all the best uh, plays possible given the time frame. Make sure you check out Kevin Cole's you know, Twitter feed. He's obviously going to be tweeting out some of those plays as well as we get some more information on you know how uh, you know the Bears' backfield situation is going to resolve among other injury situations here on Monday night. So uh, we appreciate you guys listening into the PFF Betting Podcast from Ben Brown, joined by Kevin Cole. 